This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Welcome to the Wellness Glow Podcast. My name is Susie Garden, anti-aging naturopath and nutritionist, founder of the Glow Protocol, and I help women feeling stressed, flat, and older than they'd like regain their youthful energy and glow. Anti-aging is an inside job, and I know for sure that we can use specific foods, movement, mindset techniques, and build stress resilience to reduce our biological age and look and feel younger in our bodies and minds as well as potentially lengthening our lifespan. I know that the knowledge and insights I share can change your life and the way that you approach your health, and I'm excited to help you glow. Let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellness Glow podcast. I'm Susie Garden, and I'm continuing uh, my series this week on what is arguably the most important marker of aging. And before I get into that, I just wanted to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Energy Glow NR. Energy Glow NR is a passion project of mine. It is a healthy aging supplement that supports stress response. It supports mitochondrial energy production. It supports immune health, uh, female reproductive health. It supports your thyroid. It supports (laughs) pretty much everything that you need. Um, for this time of your life in your forties and beyond is in this an incredible product. So check it out at theglowprotocol.com.au. Now let's get into the juice for this week's podcast. So I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things, which is weight loss. Um, It's one of my favorite things, I guess, because I just have an absolute passion for working with women and helping them to lose weight. And what I love about the work that I do is that I know it's going to work. I absolutely know it's going to work. If you join my program and you follow the instructions, you will feel incredible and you will see that result in your body. Now, 
I see a lot of women who are really struggling to lose weight and they have tried everything. They've tried keto, they've lost weight, and then they've put it back on. They've tried paleo, they've lost weight, they've felt fantastic, and then they put it all back on. A lot of these kinds of programs are not sustainable uh, and it's because they exclude so much. What I love about the GLOW protocol and the nutrition plan that I use within that, which is metabolic balance, is that yes, initially there is exclusion, but there's also education about portion control, about how to build your plate, about what foods work for you and what doesn't work for you. And I'm not talking about food intolerances. That's not what this program is about. It is about inflammation and looking at foods that actually are going to be pro-inflammatory for you, specifically based on your biochemistry, based on your metabolism. So if you want to find out more about that, you can DM me at Susie Garden Wellness on Instagram or email me Susie at SusieGarden.com. Anyway, I didn't actually mean to go off on the tangent. Um, I just get so excited about talking about this stuff. So when I'm seeing these women that are struggling to lose weight, no matter what they try, they're often people that have been relatively fit and healthy throughout their lifetime, and but suddenly hit their 40s and they're putting on weight and nothing that they normally do is working. And this is the thing, people find, women find that these kilos just kind of sneak on even when they're eating well and they're exercising. And when this is the case, it can be hormones and it can be insulin to blame. So insulin is a really important hormone that we need, but when we have elevated insulin, it can lead to insulin resistance and insulin resistance can make weight loss virtually impossible without the right support. Now, the last couple of podcast episodes, I've been talking a lot about insulin resistance. So I'm just going to recap it a little bit uh, if you haven't listened to those apps. So insulin resistance occurs when you have high levels of insulin over a long period of time. And in this kind of condition, your body is producing enough insulin to do its job, but your cells aren't responding to it. And because your cells aren't listening, your body tries to fix it by producing more insulin, which makes them more resistant. And it turns into this vicious cycle that can eventually, potentially, lead to the development of type 2 diabetes. Uh, Insulin resistance is often called pre-diabetes. Insulin resistance can also cause a lot of inflammation in the body because the because you've got this excess insulin in the bloodstream and you've got this glucose or sugar in the blood that is lingering because the cells won't uptake it. We use glucose in the cell, not really in the blood. So this is a problem. So what is the link between insulin resistance and weight? Among other mechanisms, insulin is the major fat storage hormone of the body. So once your body's cells have taken the energy they need from the bloodstream, your insulin directs the remaining energy to store as fat. Because as I always say, we are wired for survival. And remember, our body systems aren't really terribly more evolved now than they were when we were cave people. So back then, we didn't have supermarkets. We didn't have food on tap the way we do now. So when we had any extra glucose in the blood, the body is very efficient at storing it as fat. So we can use it later in times of famine. And you know, we have an unlimited, unlimited capacity to store fat. There is no switch to turn that off. 
unlike many other processes in the body. Many of our processes actually have mechanisms that will, when we get to a certain level of storage of certain nutrients or whatever, the body will kind of has mechanisms to shut it off so it doesn't make us sick. And unfortunately, we just haven't evolved enough to shut down our fat storage to stop us from getting sick. So that is why we have so many health conditions these days, so much sickness that is related to carrying extra weight. So, um, and insulin resistance is one of these things. It is a major fat storage hormone of the body. And, um, the thing is, if you're, you've got high blood sugar, your insulin's not really working that well. So the glucose is not getting into the cell. And this is what happens is that almost all of that glucose then gets sent to be stored as body fat instead of, uh, only a small amount of it. So we do have reserves of energy in our muscles, in our liver, and that's glucose stored as glycogen, which you may or may not have heard of. And that's energy that we can use in relatively kind of quickly. But the majority of our energy gets stored as fat for future use. And this is sometimes why you might be putting on weight no matter how many calories you're eating, your body's not utilizing the calories and is putting them away for later instead. And the thing is what we know now with modern nutrition or research is that it's not necessarily a calories in calories out equation. I mean, that's very old school. If you're still having, um, discussions with particularly, I find this is in gyms and gym nutrition is often about calorie restriction, Oh man, that's just so old school. Please, if you're having those discussions, if people are telling you to restrict calories, you really need to be talking to someone who has a more, uh, is more across the modern research and the recent research, which is about food quality, not necessarily food quantity in terms of calories. So anywho, so what can you do? This is the main thing. Like, I know you know what the problem is, right? But what can you do about it? So there's a few steps that you can take. And the main one, of course, and this is like the, the cornerstone of naturopathic um, approach to health, is to address the underlying cause, address the underlying issue, which is insulin resistance. And that I'm actually going to address that in a future podcast because it's it's kind of I'm creating these podcasts at the moment to kind of make sense in a, a certain order. So it's coming. It's coming. Um, but what I, I think one of the first things you can do is ditch the calorie restriction and ditch excessive exercise. These are only going to feed into the stress on your body, make you miserable and not help you lose weight. Okay. That might seem counterintuitive, particularly if you've spent a lot of time talking to gym nutritionists, but, um, Honestly, ditch the calorie restriction and excessive exercise. Personalized nutrition is where it's at. The only nutrition plan that will work for you is one that's actually tailored to your needs. It's actually tailored to how your body processes nutrients, including glucose. It's only one that really is tailored towards your body type, your blood biochemistry, your medical history is going to have an optimal result. Um, another trick is to eat three good square meals. 
I have this conversation with clients all of the time where they think that the best way to manage glucose and insulin is to have small frequent meals during the day. And that totally was the thought. And um, it's been, I think, probably throughout the 90s and noughties is that, yeah, you drink frequent, you eat frequent meals all day. And certainly um, it has been even in the, the diabetic dietary guidelines. And the more, more research, sorry, more recent research about this, even in people with diabetes, is three meals a day, no snacks. Yeah, a bit of a shock, right? Um, and certainly for me, as I used to love my snacks, uh, to me, it was like, how am I ever going to give that up? But I have given that up. And let me tell you, it is incredible what that will do once your body gets used to it for your energy and your clarity of thought. Um, the thing is, when we eat frequently, insulin is continually being secreted because what happens is we eat, the glucose level in our blood increases, then insulin is released to open the cell door, let that glucose in so that it goes where it needs to go and store the rest as fat. So when we're eating frequently, insulin is continually being secreted by the pancreas and it doesn't have a chance to return to a baseline level. And when we leave that five to six hour gap between meals and then a longer gap, obviously overnight, uh, then you're getting that chance for that insulin to drop back to a baseline level because the glucose is not coming in to the body through eating. So I hope that makes sense. So three meals a day, no snacks is ideal. It's a great little habit to get into. Also making sure you're well hydrated. That is really important as well. Often a hunger signal can actually be a hydration signal or a dehydration signal. So work out your ideal water intake for the day. And it might surprise you how high it actually needs to be. So if you look at your current weight and you multiply that by 35, 35 mils, that is, you will find out how many mils of water you need to have a day. And that includes water that is in your meal. So if you have a soup, if you have a smoothie, if you're having a, a meal that's got water, like a, you know, a sauce, like a, a casserole or something like that, then that is all included in that water intake. Herbal teas are included. Um, things like the dehydrating beverages like alcohol and coffee and tea, we don't tend to include in that water intake. So have a look at that for yourself and see if you're actually getting enough water, enough fluid every day, because often that can really help with hunger. Uh, the other thing that I really recommend is considering evidence-based supplementation. And I'm not talking about fat burning supplements. I'm not talking about certainly not laxatives. Um, again, we want to tackle the underlying concern with targeted supplementation. So Energy Glow NR is ideal for helping to support blood glucose regulation, and it's got so many other benefits and which play a critical role in insulin resistance. So next week, I'm going to be talking more about 
this topic of insulin resistance because it is so important. And the more I read, as I, I mentioned, I think in the first of this series, in, if we can get our insulin and glucose under control, we are going to reduce our inflammation. We're going to reduce our biological age. We're going to improve our health span. We're going to improve our lifespan. So, so many things. Any questions, please message me at Susie Garden Wellness. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of The Wellness Glow. I hope you loved what you heard here and are excited for the potential to improve your health and increase your lifespan. If this resonated with you, then please screenshot this podcast and share it with your friends. Hashtag The Wellness Glow Podcast. 